Hi, welcome back to the As You Are podcast. It's a special week on the podcast. We are interviewing the founding members of As You Are. So there's a big group of girls. We're going to split it into four different weeks. We are so excited to interview them. We're going to talk about everything from post-grad life to building our faith. They have so much wisdom to share, and I cannot wait to introduce them to you. I am so excited to be back this week with this particular series because I've been dreaming for months about what it would look like to share the original story of As You Are with you guys. And I can't think of a better way than getting to interview these founding members of As You Are. They saw a need for community. They said yes to God, and He has multiplied it like crazy into what it is today. But I really want to go back and talk about how it started what it looked like for them to see God answering their prayer for community in this way and how he's continued to move through As You Are. Each of these girls is so incredible, and Anna and I just can't wait to interview them and show you their hearts and what the Lord is doing in their lives, even in post-grad. All of them, except for two, our current junior leaders who are seniors are still at UGA, but all the rest of these girls are graduated and have a lot of wisdom to share. So we're really excited to have these conversations and to just start this series. Today, we get to sit down with Lainey and Sims. They were the very first Bible study leaders ever, and you'll get to hear more about that in just a minute. But we talk a lot about post-grad life, about what it looks like to build community in and out of college, what it looks like to trust God, and what it looks like to just be present. I absolutely loved this interview, and I can't wait for you to hear it. They are incredible. So settle on in. Okay, yay! Sims and Lainey, do y'all want to kind of introduce yourself? Yeah, that would be great. Well, I am Sims. I am one of the founding members of As You Are. Lainey and I actually started the Bible study together when we were sophomores in college. Um, I grew up in St. Simons Island, Georgia, and always was a dog fan and went off to the University of Georgia and met Lainey actually in orientation, which is kind of a crazy story. And I graduated three years ago, which is kind of crazy. And I now live in Washington, D.C. So it's kind of crazy that we're sitting here like recording a podcast on all that's happened. I know. It's just so cool. I'm so proud of you girls. I actually got connected to As You Are through you and your sister, Piper. Because we go way back. My grandparents live in St. Simon. So I knew Piper and Sims when we were growing up. And they came to me one day and said, hey, would you like to lead worship at this Bible study worship night? And I was like, sure. I had no clue what to expect. And there were like 250 people there. I was like the biggest Emily Hearn fan as a child. As like <laughs> music, I would go to her like concerts on St. Simon's. And I asked, Piper and I asked her to lead this worship night. She's like, yeah, let's get coffee too. And we're like, you want to have coffee with us? We were like blown away. She was like a celebrity to us. So oh it's my gosh. a circle. Um, okay. So Lainey, can you introduce yourself? Yes. Um, I am Lainey, kind of similar to Sims. I... Went to Georgia. Um, I grew up in Atlanta and also grew up a dogs fan. So went to Athens a lot growing up for football games and whatnot, um, but was still a very scared senior in high school to head off to Athens. But it was truly the best four years. Um, met Sims at orientation. We both thought we were going to be psychology majors. So that's funny to look back on now. Um, 
Um, but thankful I met her there and um, after college moved back to Atlanta, which is so fun um, working in the hospitality industry. So yeah, it's been great. And I'm just so excited to be on the podcast. I can't believe that as you are is what it is now. It's amazing. And it's kind of crazy that we both were psychology majors because we met in that orientation. Like we sat next to each other in this huge right, auditorium right. and like <laughs> hit it off, which is so crazy because neither of us like should have been psychology majors or were probably ever going to be. So I think we were for like six weeks so that we would become friends. I love that so much. Um, so how did the idea for As You Are come up? And can y'all give us sort of like a timeline of how it all went down? Yeah. Sims and I definitely spent a lot of time together freshman year. We were in different sororities, but it was fun because our two friend groups had a lot of overlap. So we definitely hung out a lot, became close friends very fast. But As You Are actually didn't start until our sophomore year. So halfway through, I remember I was laying on the couch at my sister's condo in Midtown, Atlanta, and Sims texted me. And I think we were on Christmas break. And she was like, I think we need to start a Bible study. And um, Virginia Adair, who is also a founding member, had reached out to Sims with this idea. And I just remember instantly being so excited about it. There was like no hesitation. And so we came back that spring and it started. Um, And I think Sims, Virginia, and I kind of just all felt this gap. If you don't do full full time ministry in college, where is your community? It kind of felt like one or the other. And we wanted to kind of bridge those two, what felt like extremes at Georgia. And that's kind of where As You Are came. We just started a Bible study where anyone and everyone were welcome. It was definitely a total God thing and just kind of you know, it came from Virginia coming to me and saying, you know, I think we should start a small group. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, through like one of these ministries. And I remember being like, oh, well, maybe like Lainey's older sister could lead it. And Virginia was like, well, I was thinking you and Lainey could do it. And so I was just like, oh, wow, I I would have never expected that. But, you know, I think I had left freshman year kind of feeling kind of discouraged and not feeling like I had found like a ministry that I felt really comfortable in. And all of them were doing amazing things. Just I hadn't found one for me. And I had been at a camp all summer and I looked back through one of my journals like six months ago. And it was funny because that whole summer leading up to that sophomore year, I had been like praying for a Bible study and it was just a really... I don't know, just had them Virginia asking and her having that idea and watching it come to fruition was really, you know, amazing. Now we're on five different campuses and just like beyond what we could ever imagine. What was that first Bible study like? Like when you guys were planning it and dreaming it up, like did I I would love to be able to like transport back and be a fly on the wall. <laughs> I think we knew what we were doing. <laughs> I think we were like, we're going to meet at this coffee shop and we're going to talk about social media, I think. Most of me was like so nervous, felt not equipped to do this. And I just remember sitting in Sims' car in front of Franklin Coffee House where we were meeting, just being like, what are we doing? Like, how is this happening? But we were just so excited and we did feel a piece like from the Lord that he was calling us to do this, but it was definitely really, really scary. Um, and yes, I'm just right. I remember after the first one, we all left the coffee house and we had deleted social media for a week. And we were like, this is going to be great. We all got rid of Instagram, like we're killing it. But yeah, I just, 
I remember we like bought them a few like pastries. <laughs> we were just trying to win them over. Um, That's yeah. amazing. Next week, I think we had like four. And then I think the next week it was like 20 or something. And it became very obvious that we needed to like rethink the coffee house thing. I love that you guys were sophomores leading the freshmen. And then the next year when you guys all moved up, didn't Virginia start leading the next Bible study? I remember Virginia and Caroline and Carly saying they were going to lead um, and just being like really proud of them because I remember like how scared I was as a sophomore to kind of take that leap. They had had such a great experience in our Bible study and they wanted to create that community for the younger girls. And I think that's kind of when it hit me like, wow, this could be like a domino effect. Like this might not just be Sims and I and our younger girls like this could really grow so that was super cool and then like the worship night was like a whole nother realization I just remember everyone was like overflowing into the stairs I mean I was just sitting there being like there are hundreds of girls here like this is absolutely insane and just marveling at like what the Lord had done absolutely like beyond our wildest dreams I remember we were just like so shocked afterwards so I think that first worship night is really when I was like this is huge. Like this is more than we ever could have dreamed. I remember I was working with your sister Lainey at the time yeah, uh, at Hope Heels. And I remember her telling me about, she was like, my sister and her friends are like putting together this worship night and there's going to be a ton of girls there. there. She was like, they're just doing it. Like, this is amazing. And <laughs> I had obviously like no idea who y'all were. No idea that I would ever become involved with As You Are. I like very vividly remember that conversation. Caroline telling me about how proud she was of y'all and how this has just like grown into something so much bigger. And what an amazing thing it is that college girls are just like doing this. So evident that the Lord has been working and moving in As You Are from the very beginning. So I know there's some girls, especially in my Bible study, that are seniors who are curious about postgrad and they're like, what do I expect? I'm curious what both of y'all's individual advice is to college students about post-grad life. I think I would say to try to enjoy it. I think that I was so stressed out about where I was going to end up or how it was all going to make sense and the logistics of it and where was I going to live and and just spent so much time worrying. And now I like look back, I'm like, I wish I would have enjoyed the present more because God, he's so detailed and he cares so much for us that he's going to like provide and take care of you. And I know that's so much easier said than done because I like worry about everything. I'm naturally an anxious person. And so I know how hard that is, but I think I would say just like, enjoy where you're at and just go with it. And I was talking to uh, she's older. She's a good bit older than me. She's probably in her sixties. And I was just like talking to her about like, what am I going to do about law school and all these different things. And she just like started like looking at me and kind of laughing. And she was like, Sims, like God's plan is perfect. Just go with it. Like just, and I was like, that's so simple, but it's so true. Enjoy it. And, and follow what God has for you and be obedient to what he's called you to today. And like, that's going to take you on you know, an amazing journey. And it may not look exactly what you think it's going to look like, but like you can trust him because of his character. But that requires you like knowing his character and like going deep with him. I love that, Sims, because I do feel like it just reminds us like God has a plan and he's caring for us so specifically. And we can trust in his plan because he's a good God and a good father and he wants, he is caring for us. 
It doesn't mean it's just like easy either. Like I can remember I sent Lainey this voice memo. It was like almost a, just a year and a half ago. And I was just like sobbing, crying, like so confused about what was happening. I can't even listen to it now. It's so embarrassing. But, you know, that doesn't mean it's always easy or you're not going to have questions or doubts. But just like looking back, I wish I would have trusted him and like dug into what he had for me in the present. I do think that he really wants to honor those moments where we choose to be present. Like you'll experience some really sweet stuff that you would miss if you were thinking too much about the future. When I'm like focused on the now, I can see how he's woven things together. And I'm like, that's only something the Lord could do. And like, it just like deepens my relationship with him when I'm, you know, watching and and what he's doing. Yeah, that is so good, Sims. I think the best you can, like putting expectations to the side, um, because it's probably going to be different than you're expecting, just like freshman year and every year of college was different than we're expecting. Um, I think we all just go into new seasons with really high expectations. There are really, really great parts, but there's also really, really hard parts, just like with any transition. And the Lord is really good in all of those parts. But when we're constantly trying to like paint this really specific picture, and life doesn't turn out the way we thought. It just leads us to disappointment. Three years in, like it's been really good, but it's been harder and just different than I thought it would be. I'm about to sign my lease for my third year in the same house. And I keep telling people, it's not a bad thing. I love my house and I love my roommates. I just never thought I would like be in the same place doing the same thing three years in a row. I've just never really done that. And it's mundane, but it's good. Taking every day as it comes and not expecting all these things or worrying about all all of these things that might not even happen. And then my other thing is like, you do you. I think that can also be applied to every season. But especially in post-grad, it's kind of your first time that you are going to be doing different things than your closest friends and the people around you. Sims is my very best friend and she's in DC um, and we're in like very different industries for our jobs. And like, that's okay. Cause Sims was called to do that. And like, she's killing it. And I was called to be in Atlanta doing what I'm doing. So I would just say like, lean into what the Lord has for you. Try to stay in your lane and like, keep your focus forward for what God has in store for you and not for your people. Totally cheer them on and be supportive, but it's okay if it looks different than what they're doing. I love that, Lainey. I was honestly, as you were talking about signing the lease for three years in that house, I was thinking about how like you and Sims' postgrad has been pretty different. Like you guys have two different stories, but they're both beautiful and God is working powerfully in both of your lives. Instead of comparing and feeling like maybe I should be doing X, Y, or Z, you get to cheer each other on. Community in postgrad can be really hard to find. And so would love to know, like, how have you been able to like balance friends from college, making new friends? What has that looked like? Would love to like just hear more about that. It has honestly been harder than I was expecting. Walking into college, I like made a lot of friends like pretty quickly. Yes, dynamics changed and friendships changed, but I was so blessed with like such amazing friends in college. So like surely that will happen again. Like I'll keep my college friends and like add to it in postgrad. I feel like I kind of came to this realization. It's okay if I'm not like constantly building really deep friendships, kind of like quality over quantity. Like it's okay if I don't make like 10 new postgrad best friends. 
DC, a lot of people move like very quickly. So you're not, you know, people are not really here a very long time. So it is harder to have deep community where like Lainey's saying, you've known these people from college or even like high school for so long. And I think also just like enjoying them for who they are and not getting my identity from all my friendships here and just like loving them well here, but also being like, you know, this could change in a year and like, that's okay. And for so long, I wanted like the security of it, but now I'm like, I know I have my people, but also just like trusting the Lord with your friendships. And it just provides so much freedom to just enjoy the season. What advice would you guys give to a girl who is afraid of taking a leap of faith. Maybe you're like, okay, I got it. I'm going to have to say yes to this job or say yes to this job change or move to a new city or whatever it is. What advice would y'all give to a girl who is maybe wrestling with that? One, how do I make that decision? And two, how can I trust God in that? I would say for me, because I think my post-grad, like you said, has been a lot of moving. I think it's been like eight or nine different moves since I graduated and kind of like really quickly. I mostly like have been super excited about all the opportunities. It hasn't really been, you know, it's been amazing. But I do think that when I would go through the interview process, I would just kind of pray like, actually it was my mom who prayed this. And I was like, can you not pray that? She said, she said she would like pray that the door would just like slam shut, that if it wasn't supposed to happen, like it wouldn't. And I think that can be such a hard thing to pray, but just kind of almost like a point of surrender to the Lord where I'm like, I'm going to move forward because I feel like this is where you called me. But if this isn't what you want, like stop me, like knowing that he's so sovereign that he would have stopped it or he would have like changed my path or had me go another way and that he can do that. And I think that that provides a lot of comfort when you get there because you're like, I surrendered this to him and like, you know, it was like, whatever way you want to go, I'll go, but you're going to have to step in and make a way or not make a way. And, you know, you called me to this and I'll walk this out as long as, you know, as long as you grace my life to do it. Here's something that I'm curious about. What would you say that God is teaching you right now? Like, something new that he's showing you in your life that you would want to share. Sims and I were chatting the other day about this. I went to an Ash Wednesday service at my church a few weeks ago. And it's just crazy that like the Lord's grace and kindness to us can hit you like randomly, even though it's like, we've heard that a lot growing up. It just has kind of hit me in like a different way this month slash just the fact past few weeks. Every day I've just been faced with like, wow, I am like so broken and like so powerless. And like, yet he loves me. And like, yet he sees me as clean and loved. I mean, that's the gospel. Like, It's just been like a really sweet kind of like fresh perspective um, this month. So yeah, I've just kind of been sitting in that um, and just like thanking the Lord for it and like thanking him for seeing me the way that he sees me. So yeah. I think it's really cool when you do have those moments of being humbled again and just realizing I don't deserve to be loved so well. Like I don't deserve to be seen as like a daughter of God. I don't deserve all these things, but God loves me and he wants to be with me and he wants to hear all of my thoughts and has a plan for me. It's like, I'm so lucky that I get to talk to God. I'm so lucky that he cares and loves me the way that he does. Sims, do you have anything that you're learning right now? 
Um, I think for me, I can be such an overanalyzer and kind of, I was referencing this earlier, but can worry about everything that I feel like I'm missing what's right in front of me. And I was walking on the beach, like right at the beginning of the new year, kind of like praying over the year and what I kind of like felt the Lord had and was just asking him things. And, you know, it was just things are spinning in my head. And I think a lot of us can, you know, struggle with that, with having all these thoughts. And I just kind of felt like the Lord prompted my spirit and was like, just like live the life in front of you and and stop worrying about it so much. And obviously that doesn't mean I just like do whatever I want, but like having rhythms in my life of like doing my quiet time and like my roommates and I pray together, living out of that instead of living out of this need for control, watching how that has been fruitful over the last couple of months. Yeah, I think that's great. I've been going through kind of some of the same stuff, figuring out what my new rhythm is, spending time with God and realizing that he's teaching me new things in this season. To be in process can be uncertain feeling, but I actually kind of like it because I've seen in the past that God has been the reason for anything interesting and cool that's ever happened in my life. It's like another opportunity for him to be at work doing something special, whether it's big or small. And as you are, is one of those things. I, I didn't even know you guys were at UGA. Like I had forgotten. And so when when God reconnected us, I'm telling you, he spoke to me so loudly about being a part of as you are. And it's been like the thing that he's using in my life to show himself and work on me. And it's probably not the thing that you were like thinking and planning on. Like the things in my life that usually blow me away. I was like, I didn't even, I wasn't even worried about that. I wasn't even, that wasn't even on my radar. My mom always says, just like do the next thing that you're called to do. I think our generation can be so caught up in like, well, what's this going to look like in 10 years? Obviously, like you have to think through your decisions and like have wise counsel and like be obedient to the Lord, but just making the next right step in knowing that the Lord's in it. And he, you know, I think if you're surrendered to him and being obedient to him, like there's no limit to what he can do. He's going to place you exactly where you're supposed to be and you're not going to miss it. And I feel like that's really cool coming from you because I mean, you could give your timeline better than I could, but you've been back and forth to DC and to Alabama and all over the place doing everything from law school to new jobs. And you're in the middle of law school, but kind of paused while you're working. Is that true? Yes. I'm on a leave of absence for two years, which I didn't even know you could do. Like, it's just kind of crazy because all these things I was worried about, I was like, so distraught, like going off to law school, you can ask Lainey. I was so worried about how it was all going to play out. And the Lord just was in it all. And that doesn't mean it wasn't hard and I wasn't confused, but, you know, I think that just one of those things where I really saw just like doing the next thing in front of you and just letting him have it. I like recently took a new position at my company. And I just remember I was talking to my sister because I was like, so, so conflicted on whether I should stay in my current role where I was super comfortable, knew how to do the job, knew the team well. It was just like, I kind of felt like I was like breezing through it or if I should kind of take a leap of faith into this new position that no one's ever had. Um, There's a lot of question marks about it. It's a lot more work. And so I was just super anxious about it and didn't know what to do. And I remember she told me when 
the Lord wants like a decision to be a yes, you're going to know it's a yes. And you might feel hesitant because you're scared because you know it's a yes. But when he wants it to be a no, like it's going to be super clear because he's not going to put us in positions that like he doesn't want us to be in. When you're fighting that fear or just like, I don't know what to do, that could be your yes to take it. But when it's a no, like the Lord is going to make that clear. And it's just easy to like let worldly fear and stressors and anxieties to kind of creep into the yeses we want to take. God is so much more concerned about our hearts. He doesn't necessarily want to use us only at one place, but he wants us surrendered to him wherever we go. And so that way you can't really make a wrong decision as long as you're surrendered to God and like submitted to what he wants to do. And then just live your life. Like y'all are both saying, you can't know every right answer and you just don't know what it's going to look like, but God's interested in working in your heart through the day today. And just like, if you're abiding in him, like if you're following him and like reading his word and like you have a relationship with him, like you're not going to miss it. God isn't trying to trick you. That's not his character. Like he's so loving. He cares so deeply for us. Yeah. It's not like a puzzle or a riddle. God just wants us to trust him and listen. My mom sent me this on Instagram, something that Craig Groeschel posted um, last week. He's a pastor that I think is awesome. But it says, the next time you're feeling disappointed, try to remember God is always working. He's working when you feel him, and he's working even when you don't feel him. Remember, feelings aren't the only evidence of the presence of God. If we always felt God, we wouldn't need faith. So while you're waiting, remind yourself that God is working. Sometimes our greatest disappointments can lead to God's divine appointments. God may be trying to do something in you before he does something for you. Mm. I just loved that. I thought, like, That's such a good reminder that we don't see the whole picture. All right. Last question for y'all. What's a funny story from post-grad that humbled you? I just feel like sometimes there's simple tasks at like work and Piper and I talk about this and you're like, I should know how to use a paper cutter or I should know (laughs) how to do the copier. And it just like acts up and you're like, everyone is probably just like thinking I'm an idiot right now. Or like, you're like, oh my gosh, it's jammed. Or just like something like off, like that will happen. Piper and I will joke about this. Like, we're like, how did that happen to us? I feel like sometimes like embarrassing things happen that are out of your control and you just kind of got to roll with it. Have you had something like that lately? Have you forgot a paper? Like, no, I mean, for sure. Yeah, work, work. Like my first six months of my new job was like the most humbling thing I've ever done. In my life. <laughs> I told my boss every day for my first six months, like just staying humble here. Like it was rough, but we're in a better place now. <laughs> I am just so grateful we get to talk to y'all and introduce all of our listeners to y'all. You are so incredible. And thank you for giving us your time tonight. Thanks, Emily. You're the best. Bye. 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 Y'all, I just love them so much. I lead the senior Bible study now, but I never got to lead Sims and Lanny's Bible study. And so I've gotten to spend more time with them now since they've graduated as we've all been leading different parts of As You Are Together. And it is just so fun to see how the Lord's continuing to use As You Are even in their post-grad life. And I'm just so grateful now that they said yes to starting this Bible study because it has an impact on my life today. 
it's so cool how God works like that. So I am going to pray for us and send you off into your day. Lord, we love you, and we are in awe of the ways that you move. It's never predictable. It's almost never what I think it's going to be. But you're so good, and you're so faithful to not leave us alone. I loved having this conversation with Lainey and Sims because we are all in different phases of our life than we were when As You Are started. But it's so cool to see how you're still using those friendships. You're still using this ministry. And we're just so grateful to be a part of what you're doing. And so I pray that if you're moving in anyone's heart right now and encouraging them to meet a need that they see, that you would just empower them to say yes and that you would show them how their yes when they're partnering with you is super powerful. I'm so grateful for this community. I'm so grateful for the way that you are at work in the city and in more and more cities as we keep growing. We love you and we look to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, that's all we have for you today. Don't forget that this coming Tuesday, like the 21st, is the first worship night of this semester. UNC will be in Chapel Hill. We are so excited to be there. Bring your friends. Don't miss it. It's going to be really awesome. So we'll see you there and check back next Sunday for part two of our Founder Series. Bye.